Hello, and welcome to Driving the Future, a show from Capgemini Invent. Throughout this series, we're going to be speaking to the top minds in the automotive industry from Capgemini and beyond to get an inside look at where the industry is headed and how companies can shape their own future. In this episode, Mary Ellen Harn looks at insights from consumers, specifically from the U.S. and European markets, on their thoughts and expectations around connected vehicles. She's joined by experts Rainer Mel and Michael Darr. Welcome. I'm Mary Ellen Harn from Capgemini. Our last podcast gave an introduction to the connected vehicle trend radar from Capgemini. And today we want to get better insights of the key findings of the consumer survey and especially focus on Europe and the U.S. My guests today are Reiner Mail, who is EVP at Capgemini Event and leads the automotive sector in Europe. Also joining me is Mike Dar, who leads Capgemini Invent Automotive for North America. Thank you for joining me. And um, could you tell me a little bit more about yourself, starting with Reiner? Thank you, Marielle. And it's a pleasure speaking together with you about the Connected Vehicle Trend Radar. My background is basically since more than 20 years with automotive clients focused on the areas of sales and marketing. And for the last five, six years, it's all about digital transformation in sales and marketing. And 2020, finally, the total breakthrough as we're basically digitizing everything. Thank you, Reiner. Very pleased to have you join me. And Mike, can you share a little bit about yourself and what you do for Capgemini? Sure. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Mary Ellen. Um, so, yes, Mike Dar, North American Automotive Lead for Capgemini Invent. Um, I, too, have 20-plus years in automotive um, with a strong focus on sales and marketing, though I really have touched across the full breadth of the of the industry. Um, across those, those decades, uh, I've spent my career in a mix of consulting and corporate IT strategy and innovation. Well, thank you both. Let's just start with the basics. Um, how was the survey set up and, and who was surveyed? Reiner, can you tell us a little bit about it? Of course. We surveyed more than 3,000 participants from all over the globe, um, starting with China, the US and Europe, and Europe focusing on the UK, France and Germany. Pretty much equal age distribution and mainly surveying car owners, but not only also persons who, who said that they're primarily using public transport or mainly driving by bike or rental cars and so on. So if, if we are then thinking about who's the typical customer using connected services at which age group, it pretty clear came out it's a generation Y, so the 24 to 39 years old. Uh, those are the ones using them most frequently. And then geographically, um, Advantage for China, higher percentage of users in China than in Europe or in the US. And to me, interestingly, it's still more male than female. And I'm pretty, pretty much convinced that this is going to change. We, we, we then also, and building on it, um, how much do the respondents know what connected services are? And there we came to interesting findings, knowing that we equally distributed the, the respondents from the geographies, meaning that in, in France, literally uh, more than 60% told us that they knew connected services. Meanwhile, only 20% of the Germans doing so, and the British respondents at 34% and the US close to 40%. 
So, Mike, could you um, go a little bit into the, the close to 40% of Americans knowing about connected services? They're in between Germany and France. And why do you think so? Yeah, that was a really interesting finding um, coming out of this survey. Uh, and, you know, I think some of the things that we can attribute this to are, uh, one, I'll be kind, um, and I'll say that um, certainly a large per, uh, percentage of Americans are open to exploring new technologies. But I'll also say that there's there's a lot of clever marketing that happens here and that these services are oftentimes bundled um, with the, the purchase or the lease or, or however you take ownership of your new vehicle along with that vehicle. And they may be value-add services that are either provided um, for the you know, first year or through the course of your ownership. Um, and what, what, we've, what we've covered is, is many of the Americans um, may not even realize that they're using a, a connected service, but they can absolutely name that service. Um, for instance, internet radio. The, the brand SiriusXM, very well known, um, and leads to many, many users adopting that, embracing it, and even moving it to subsequent vehicles, regardless of whether that is through the, the same brand or if they've switch to an, an alternate OEM, um, for many of those users, that service uh, continues and they, they actively choose to continue it um, from vehicle to vehicle. Well, Mike, I'm one of those consumers, so um, I have definitely moved my internet radio from vehicle to vehicle because um, I just enjoy it. But let's look talk a little bit more about how many customers are using connected services and how these services are perceived by customers by region, the rate, the satisfaction with the connected service, the value of the services, and the frequency of usage. Uh, Reiner, could you start with the overall perspective on this? Yeah, the, the take rate for connected services, starting with this point, in, in my opinion, is still quite low. Um, there are 44% of all respondents saying that they don't have connected services. So it's something on the rise, uh, showing the additional potential. And then confirming this is that two-thirds think that connected services are increasing the value of a car, so making the car more valuable. This brings me to the conclusion that the, the take rate is on the rise yeah? because in the perception it adds value to the car. And then going to the to the geographical split and probably starting with, with Europe, that's also a good signal that four or five customers are satisfied with the connected services in their car, a real positive one. And satisfaction varies a little bit, but not that strongly. So Germans always are a little bit less satisfied. That's, I would say, as a German, this part in the nature, uh, less satisfied than branch and Brits. Uh, and the frequency of usage is in France is the highest. French users are highest rankings here, followed by Germans and by, by Brits. Mike, how does it look like for the U.S.? Uh, it's actually quite similar. Um, so, you know, based on the findings, also four out of five customers um, are satisfied. Um, and some a lot of similarities here, too, that the usage rate um, is, is something that I think we'll see um, trend upwards uh, as we go forward. But uh, in the U.S., it's still a bit lower than, than Europe, especially when you, when you look at France. So definitely potential um, to, to have increases as we go forward. 
In the survey, you also asked customers if they're interested in connected service with a sustainability impact. What have been the results there? Reiner, could you start? Yes, of course. So it's what we see is that sustainability also together with connected services is on the rise. Um, examples are intelligent traffic services that help to reduce traffic and thus decrease overall fuel consumption. Or a famous example by now is there's one brand who introduced points. This is BMW and it's public knowledge. So BMW points, a program where plug-in hybrid electric vehicles, drivers, are incentivized to drive electrically and getting free minutes to recharge uh, the energy in, in, in city zones. So this is an interesting connected service to incentivize the usage of to, to drive electrically. That's that's a great one. I'm a, I'm a really visual person, so uh, I'll describe this as we go. And, and, and if the listener would just kind of picture a funnel um, and we're going to start at the funnel, uh, start at the top. Um, what our what our survey showed us is that um, geographically, you know, nearly 90 percent. So about 87 percent of the Chinese respondents were interested genuinely in sustainability that that number and that percentage began to tick down a bit when when we look at about just over 60% of respondents from what we'll call you know western uh, western world western countries um, had a similar interest in sustainability if we if we then hone in on just the european countries and the us as part of those that western respondents um, this number even even ticks down a bit further uh, so about half of those european and us respondents were interested in connected services that in some way shape or form supported sustainability um, now um, the you know the money question when we asked them whether they would be willing to pay more for services, connected services, that would support sustainability, those European and U.S. respondents dropped from about 50% to um, 35%, so roughly a third. So we've stepped down um, through this funnel, and, and what, what this shows us is at least currently where we are with regard to connected services, people are interested in sustainability and the impact, um, the, the positive impact that would have. However, um, they, they want to get something in reward for their use of those services. So, you know, the very interesting example that Reiner gave earlier around the BMW points um, is, is, a, is a great example of that. And I think we'll see more of that also as we go forward. Now, turning back to that money question overall, how is the overall willingness to pay for connected services? And which services do you think customers would like most? Mike, can we start with you? You bet. I'm happy to. So what we heard through the survey and across the 3,000 respondents, and this is this is across every region um, that was polled, is that there was a strong consistency around um, those services that support safety and security. Um, so if we look at examples like, you know, in the United States and then subsequently globally, OnStar, absolutely a pioneer in accident response services. Um, but, you know, in our in our very near future, or really upon us today in some regions, including Europe, 
um, the, the connectivity for vehicles and the support of that in a way that does enable um, safety and security um, is, a, is a clear leader in this. Uh, so, you know, in, in that very near future, vehicle to vehicle, vehicle to infrastructure, or, you know, V to X, um, will we'll enable those, those active accident avoidance um, types of services. And because of that will be that foundation that additional um, value add services can build upon. And as we approach, you know, the, the further rollout of 5G um, from region to region and globally, the potential for connected um, vehicle services becomes even more exciting. Thank you, Mike. Now let's turn back to Reiner. And did you find that there was a brand that customers preferred when it came to connected services? Yes, and here comes a very interesting, if not fascinating, part of our research. Because overall, and then in all regions, and literally most of the markets, Tesla is the number one brand customers prefer when it comes to connected services. So whether it's China, uh, whether it's US, and most European markets, it's Tesla winning here. The only exception is in the German market, where BMW ranks first. This brought us, of course, to the question, what is the reason behind? And here comes the topic that Tesla essentially is a software company that also builds hardware, aka a car. So they have um, within the car different units, different operating units, which perfectly interact with each other. Meanwhile, traditional OEMs have 10 to 15 to 20 operating systems. So Tesla has the advantage of over-the-air software updates and any kind of upgrade, which is rather easy because it's a consistent IT infrastructure making this possible and making the customer perception of innovative futures every single week, bi-weekly. Yeah? And they are focusing on the most important futures and are very fast in implementing this. So playing their advantage on the software side. In addition, then, some of the traditional brands have made great progress. So also Mercedes, Daimler, and BMW, with the recent voice assistants, famous as the Hey Mercedes, um, really progressed here to satisfy customer needs. And that's what it's all about. So looking at trends and where we're going to be going in the future, Mike, how do you think connected services will further develop in your market in the U.S. in the next few years? And what should OEMs do? Sure. Um, so uh, in the U.S., but also globally, I mean, we're, we're at a stage right now where nearly every new vehicle um, that is being made available in our market um, is or will be in the very near future connected. Um, so if, if we look at we step outside the U.S. and we go to Europe, all new vehicles will have or do have the e-call um, feature. So that's an emergency call system. And there's a SIM um, that, that comes along with that. So that those vehicles um, are already equipped. What we're going to see um, both you know, globally, but specifically in the U.S., um, is that those new cars that are available today, they're connected. The real trick, I think, for OEMs and where their focus is and, and needs to be um, as we go forward is defining their role um, in the in how they provide those connected services and in defining how they can monetize those services. 
And Reiner, do you have anything to add? Yeah, building on what Mike said, that um, in future, literally every car will be connected. There are three recommendations which we are giving to our clients. The first one, that OEMs need to define their position in the connectivity ecosystem. So do, we, do, we, do they want to be the hardware provider to some tech companies? Or do they think that they play a role in the connectivity ecosystem, where especially some critical futures like safety and security uh, are provided by them and are provided internally and utilized, like predictive maintenance, that you get information from the car, from the driving behavior, and then feeding it back to the customer in terms when the maintenance for brakes and for other parts of the car is really necessary. So first one is to think about where to, where to position the connectivity ecosystem. Second one, in order to boost customer loyalty, the driving experience should merge into a person's digital life, goes close to the, to the internet radio topic to make the seamless experience between what every customer is doing at home, then also in the car. So this goes from the belief that users are becoming the strongest asset of an OEM and need to be treated this way. This means acting quickly in providing services that customers, consumers are really valuing and are really using. So instead of only providing a product, the second recommendation is providing services that customers value and use. This is easier said than done because you need to develop analytical capabilities. As said before, the infrastructure and the architecture needs to be ready to provide a consistent service experience, which need to be available close to 100% across all vehicles. So, and this third recommendation is the, the monetization aspect comes usually only when there is a critical mass of users ready and available. So make sure that the users are really taking the services provided as often as possible and keep on being attractive, probably also by bringing in third-party providers for further services and so maximizing the customer value. And at the end for the OEM, maximizing also the data as well as the insights on the consumer. And then comes the monetization of it. So those three recommendations is what we take out of the connected vehicle trend radar. Thank you, Reiner. And also thank you, Mike, for joining me today. Um, it was a truly insightful discussion. And for our listeners, if you would like some more information on the Connected Vehicle Trend Radar, please visit our website, capgemini.com. Thank you and bye for now. <music>